So what comes to mind when you think of a sister? Come on. Two sisters back together. A best friend. An opinionated best friend. <laughs> this is Sister Sister the Podcast. A sister who always thinks she's the boss. That sister that you start a conversation saying, bitch. Guess what? You're listening to Sister Sister, the podcast with Roxy and Susie. All right. We are back. Your favorite duo here to add a little bit of joy in your life. Hi. Welcome to another episode of Sister Sister, the podcast. What's up, sis? Hi. What's popping? Happy to be back. Yes. Happy to be back and um, healthy, healthy, vibrant. And just, you know, just that alone nowadays is a blessing. Like if you're not taking your health as. Uh, if well, ta- I think everybody right now is trying to take their health seriously. I like that. Seriously, yeah. like it had to take a pandemic for everybody to wake the fuck up and say, what have I been doing? How have I been eating? And, you know, I got to just really get my life together. Hopefully it's a regular Thing, like the supplements that you're taking and the precautions that you're taking hopefully it's it's consistent yeah i always like to tell people you know treat your body the way you would treat the way you treat your cell phone and you see your cell phone is on the verge of dying what do you automatically do recharge it recharge plug it into the wall connect it to the source and by the next morning you're at 100 like we got to treat our body the same way without feeling guilty yes well there's levels to recharging, right? But like staying on top of your your daily nutrients, like stuff, because we don't get enough nutrients from food. So staying on top of supplements, that's something that I think more people are doing right now. And hopefully it follows through, you yeah. know, that once the pandemic is over and people up there, or I don't know if it's going to ever be over because I think it's here to stay now, just like the flu, right? It's just one more thing to add to the list of ailments. But once it's not as dangerous um hopefully people don't let their guard down right yeah because i mean if it happened now it can happen again and even hopefully though, not in my lifetime yeah damn for real even though and even still like i mean i i'd be driving around sometimes when i go to the grocery store or if i need to go pick up essential stuff and listen i see church's chicken popping i'm like can't your ass go home and cook like are we supposed to be at home cooking that's wild you know, and church well, chicken and, is and like every once in a while, it's okay <laughs> to treat yourself to something, right? I'm not going to lie. I've been craving a pizza lately. We had pizza the other day and it was good. But if I, I had one slice and it was delish with regular cheese, it will mess my stomach up. I just, oh, okay. Blow <laughs> it up. Blow it up. <laughs> okay. So Susie, rant or highlight yes. for the week? I have a highlight. My highlight is, so it's like twofold. Last week or whenever. Um, Governor Newsom announced that we that the school year was over. I really had like it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, yeah, damn, this is this is how it ends. You know, like all the culmination that we had anticipated for Robert's senior year just sort of fizzled out. And it, it made me extremely sad. And I cried. You had a breakdown. Huh? Yeah, I cried for hours that day. Like I just wouldn't stop crying because I kept on seeing the sadness on Robert's face and just my own disappointment. It just got the best of me. Um, and I decided like, how can I, how I, I thought to myself, like, how can I channel this frustration, you know, and this disappointment? And I thought, well, I'm not the only one, like, you know, this is not specific to Robert and I. Yeah. So I actually created an Instagram page. It's called at I love my senior underscore class of 2020. And I 
put it up. I asked you to help me um, announce it. it up. And I have gotten hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pictures of these seniors, of all these beautiful kids in their cap and gown or in their sports attire, just so proud of themselves and their accomplishment, followed with a dedication either from their parents or their aunt and uncle, their ninos, their siblings. And it's so dope to read because I've read every single one of them. Yeah. Um, How proud all these parents are and how supportive they're being in in the light of all this disappointment for the kids so it's really helped me to cope with the loss of senior year um and, and to I've know really, that you're not alone yeah and i've really enjoyed uh reading other people's stories and their accolades it's super dope so that's my highlight like that's been keeping me busy because i'm super behind i'm like running at least three days sometimes four days it has been behind in posting because there's so so many yeah well i posted the account on my snapchat and i have a lot of followers on there so in my snapchat i got followers from everywhere so you're probably everywhere every state i think in the united states i've received something except alaska and hawaii i haven't seen anything from alaska and hawaii but i have received from so many multiple states oh my god so it's such a beautiful thing so yeah it's 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 uh, helped me. And actually through that post, I met this other dad that created, um, I can't remember the name of the page right now, but he created a similar page, but I think it's mostly geared toward, it's geared towards everybody. And the, the, the theme is black and white and it has just a picture of a person, um, whether it's an adult. So I'm thinking like administrators from school, nurses. Yeah. Cause other the whole seniors. educational, like, right. The whole edge, even teachers. I've had teachers write to me like, damn, Roxy, like I really miss my students. Yeah. He's put their photo and just one word. So some kids have said like aggravated. Some have said um, understanding. Some have said sad. So whatever emotion they're feeling, he's highlighting it just that word. Um, So I'll repost them again. Like I'll repost their page up on uh, I love my senior underscore class of 2020 so that people can go and see it. Oh my God, I gotta yeah. check that out. So he offered to take Robert's photo. Oh, he did? Mm-hmm. Is he local here in LA? He's in Fontana. Oh, I love yeah, that. Yeah, so it's, it's a short drive. You know what? So and one it. thing we gotta do, and I, I encourage all parents to do, like, once this passes, well, I'm, I'm really wondering, like, what are the districts gonna do to make up for graduation? Like, well, I, I'm assuming that they got some kind of backup plan because if they come well, back with- Well, don't assume. Well, if they come back with nothing, that would be pretty cold. Honestly, I think it's out of their control. Like we just got an update yesterday from our district and the superintendent emailed us and with certainty prom and grad night are canceled. Like he said that they tried everything to to salvage it. it, But because COVID-19 is such a fluid thing right now and there's really no end in sight, like I think the venues are canceling. Well, yeah, because Disneyland's closed. Yeah. So there goes that, grad night. Yeah. So for us with certainty, prom and grad night have been canceled. So I'm sure it has to do with the venues. Now he did. He hasn't canceled graduation. He said that they're still keeping a close eye on that. And they'll they will. They plant the, the original date is canceled because for us, it was June 2nd. Um, but once the stay in place is lifted, I think it goes through June 19th. Um, like statewide for us in California, I think stay at home till June nineteenth for schools. Oh, yeah. So hopefully, like summer school could happen for kids that need summer school. Hopefully, colleges in the fall start on time, and hopefully, wow. graduation takes place later in the summer. So we don't have 
we don't it hasn't been canceled but we don't have any information on that and he did say that in our district they are planning like a senior dance at school so it's not quite the same oh as my prom gosh. because prom is in it's a prom, fancy prom. venue and blah 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 but i think the kids for them to get the opportunity to get dressed up take the photos and see each other again one last time before yeah. they graduate i think it'll satisfy their heart and honestly most of the kids that i have talked to they're being really gracious about it like Good. if you look to the resiliency of a child it teaches you a lot because yeah. at least my kid like since he was six years old right and he's dealt with our divorce and our moving and me going to school and all the things that have come along with it like he's just always rolled with the punches so easily yeah robert's doing good i'm proud of him yeah yeah and i think that's what made me part of like i just felt like man like we're in a good place we've come this far he did so well with all the adversity he had to deal with so we're gonna celebrate big and we have we were gonna go on a cruise and all that stuff to celebrate and it just like imploded yeah so that's why i cried my eyes out for one day and then i created this web page this instagram page and it's it's going well yeah and i but see you know what seeing it you've been liking all the pictures i know i know i'm trying to comment on all of them but you know what i know our family at least like and party planners are going to be busy once this is lifted because there's going to be some massive graduation celebrations i would love to do a community one and that I guess who's going to host it? Me. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't told you yet. <laughs> Surprise. I, I think that would be something easy to put together. Like just that there, there's going to be massive celebration because the class of 2020 is worthy of that. And so if if you can't do anything else, just throw your your graduate a, a party. Make yeah. them feel special. Like let it be a surprise. Like, you know, I don't know. Get caught in candy. Like make it like carnivalish. Just be creative, man. I think our family, we're real good at that. Yeah. So I have no doubt. I would love to do it. I would love to, like, in my vision, I would love to include whoever wants to be a part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would obviously, it would take a village and people would have to pitch in because I don't have the funds to host this gigantic, enormous party. But then sponsors come in. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. To do, like, in one venue to do, like, a graduation ceremony, regardless of what school you go. Wear your colors, like that your cap and gown so and your color. Cool. We'll announce you, your name, your your school, your accolades, and then we transition over to a tent and have a big old party. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It, it, ideas are flowing. Yeah, ideas are flowing. Keep them flowing, sis. Well, listen, this week I actually have a highlight too. I actually officially have fallen in love with um with like just being in my backyard and I have officially planted um four snake plants okay and so i i had to go do a quick run to walmart because i, I had to go to walmart i know you i know you don't like walmart that much but no this, i don't like I, walmart at all it, it had everything i needed to buy like some some things in the produce section and i had to buy like cleaning supplies and i had to just kind of like stop doesn't up, walmart right? feel hectic to it's you very, all the time very but i i needed a garden center too and I was like, if I go to if I go to my local grocery, they don't have a garden center. Yeah. I just needed it all. So I ended up going to Walmart and I ended up picking up this plant and I posted it on my Snapchat that I was like planting this plant on a Saturday morning. I had my cafecito. I was just like in tune with my plants and nature. And I just felt <laughs> good, you know, like because it's like I think a lot of people are discovering like I really never knew how much i love to be out in nature as much as i do like i know i love to be out but i love connecting with like my plants and i love love to plant plants but guess what what they all die well no not mine 
Like well, I got to talk to mine and I baby them and I water them and I do all the, and I clean them and I do all the things people say to do. And my plants are like, <laughs> well, my, so check this out. So come to find out one of the plants that I bought was a snake plant. Oh, you bought more than one kind? No. So I, yeah, I bought like, um, I bought this really the, it has like kind of like purple leaves and then I bought a, a snake plant. No, not a succulent. I'll, I'll oh. show you. And then I bought a snake plant, right? I bought just two plants. I love how snake plants look. Yeah. So, and people were like, yeah, that's a snake plant. Like it has so many benefits. So I ended up like researching and, and just going into the benefits of what a snake plant does to your home. Oh my gosh. To everybody listening to this right now. Great. Now we're going to be sold out of snake plants. Go first toilet paper. Buy snake plants for your home. Okay. So number one thing it's a great oxygen producing house plant okay just so you know it's, i thought all house plants though produced oxygen nope it's one of the most oxygen producing house plants um it, it looks nice yeah it looks really really nice it removes air pollutants i don't know if you knew this but nasa it's did, like a filter yeah nasa did an experiment in 1989 on indoor plants and it proved that plants with more leaf surface area like leafier and bigger plants, they do better. They do with better with air purification, and snake plants was one of those plants. Okay, do they require a ton of light? No, that's what I was gonna tell you. They're super low maintenance. What? You, you Why barely, didn't I know this? You barely gotta All water my them. All people that I've asked about plant advice, nobody ever told me about a snake plant. Yeah, so it produces carbon dioxide. They also call the snake plant, aka mother-in-law's tongue. <laughs> that's what they call it. Okay, that's disgusting. <laughs> it Why? Absorbs, it absorbs CO2 effectively. I mean, it uh, produces. Doesn't benz- it block EM, EMFs? Radiation. It, it blocks radiation. Uh-huh. It produces benzene. Um, it produces formaldehyde. I mean, it just, it's such a great plant and it absorbs CO2 at night. So it allows you to sleep better throughout the night. CO2 is what we exhale, right? CO2 is a crasculin acid metabolism. No, that's CAM. The ca- the capability to perform a particular type of photosynthesis. Photosynthesis. Um, yeah. So it, it it's also effective against allergies, which I know you have, Susie. I do. It's effective against allergies and it's for protective energy and feng shui. Okay. Some people believe that the snake plant is not a good plant when it comes to feng shui. It is far from being true. If placed in an ideal position, it brings protective and purifying energy to the home or to the office. So I was like, I don't practice feng shui. My one of my aunts does. Yeah, Julie. She practices feng shui. Feng she shui. has like her door red. I, I'm not that deep into it, but I'm all about plants. They're going to produce more oxygen in my home. Yeah. That are going to get rid of pollutants that are going to create more um, just more. They're going to block radiation. They're going to create more oxygen for me to sleep better at night. Mm-hmm. And I don't even have allergies, but it's so crazy. I do. I'm how plant them ASAP. I, and I ended up going back to get three more. So I have four snake plants in my house. And then I have this other one that's good for indoors. And then I have that purple. So I, I, I have now a total of seven plants in my house. I'm so proud of you, my little sissy. Right? And since they're so low maintenance, I'm not stressing that they're going to die. 
Like you could literally forget about a steak plant and it's still going to continue to produce for you. So you could just not water it. Get out of here. No, I mean, you want to water it, but it's like you every two weeks you put a little chorrito of water. It's that low maintenance. Okay, well, I'm going to look into this. It better work for me. Hey, I got them at okay, Walmart, and, bro. And, uh, CO2 is actually the code for carbon dioxide. I should have known this because I had to learn the whole um, chemistry table. Yeah, for beauty school. But <laughs> forget I said that. Yeah, you Can guys. edit that out? It is Thanks. such a great plant. So I happened to pick it up because I thought it was pretty. Yeah. And I was like, oh, plants this- are such an inexpensive way to really liven your house up. Oh. First of all. You know, and, and you know it's what? a living thing. I think I need to get one more plant, just an, one more snake plant and to put it into the studio. Yeah, because all the fake plants in here are killing me. OK, I'm going to get a real a uh, couple of real just kidding, plants. They're in really here. beautiful. They're beautiful. <laughs> OK, so that's my rant. Uh, I mean, that's my highlight of the week. But um, let's move right into. Should we take a little pause or do you want to move right into it? An email that no, we no, received. No, let's read this. Could just this is like feedback. It's not a question. OK, for our email of the day. So. I thought it was really cool when we read it. She she was just giving us her feedback on episode nine. So episode nine, for those of you guys that don't remember what the topics were, was where I spoke about my divorce. Yeah, right? or having caught up on your episodes, ladies. Well, if they haven't listened to episode nine, they're listening to this one, then they're jumping around. Yeah, 100. But a lot of people kind of tend to jump around. I suggest you listen to our podcast in order because you, you get to know us and then everything it makes sense. When we refer back to things. Right. You know what I mean? Jump around. Jump up. Jump. Dude, fasting and not eating is getting me really hyper. <laughs> no, that's just you all the time. I've been fasting, y'all, for like 37 hours and I feel super lit. <laughs> Serious. Just, you're always lit. Okay, anyways. So this lady says, hello, ladies. First of all, I want to thank you so much for being so real on your podcast. I recently was able to get caught up on episode nine. And let me tell you, I was able to relate to this episode so much, especially in the co-parenting part. I got a lot of feedback. Oh, my God. We got on my DM. I mean, it was that my DM was lit. Yeah. So many women. We got a lot of emails on the sister, sister, the podcast at gmail.com email too. like just women were really you gave a lot of women hope. With your story, Susie. Yeah. So that I'm was, happy that was my goal that that you chose to become vulnerable and open up about that because so many women are going through it and they're at the beginning stages of it. Yeah. Like when the part where you felt hopeless. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I love that. I love the part of your about your story is that you never like it might have looked dark, but you never lost hope and you never felt hopeless. I didn't succumb. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually followed up that episode because it so happened to fall in line with Robert's birthday. So I follow and, and Robert's dad came over for briefly to wish Robert a happy birthday. I know. I and saw we were having a face, an Instagram party. And I followed up that podcast with I introduced him to everybody that was on on Instagram live, live. with us. And I introduced Mel so that they could see that it's not no bullshit. You know, yeah. like we don't just sit here and talk on our podcast about shit that just makes us look good. It's shit that we actually live so i introduced robert's dynamic which was me um and my husband and robert's father we're threesome and that's all three of us have had a hand in raising robert so i thought it was pretty dope it was legit yeah definitely i didn't warn him either i just said hey come on i know you sealed the deal (laughs) yeah right there anyway she says "Uh, my ex and i were in a relationship for four years two years into our relationship i got pregnant with our daughter it was very uh, it was a very tough time in my life since I had recently found out my older sister had terminal cancer. 
I was 20 years old at the time and he was 24. I was excited because I saw my pregnancy as a sign from God. But when I told my boyfriend I was pregnant, he straight out told me he didn't want the baby, that we were too young, etc., etc. I pretty much told him that I would take care of my baby myself, that I didn't need him in my life. After he saw that I wasn't fucking around, he budged and changed his mind and was there through the whole pregnancy. I had our daughter and we were good for the first year, but at, but soon after I could sense, sense something wasn't right. And boy, was I right. He Ooh. cheated on me. So I moved out and took my daughter with me at the moment. I was upset, angry and yes, bitter, mm. but I knew it was to grow. Wait, wait, I knew but, how it was, but I knew how it was to grow up without a father. My father was murdered when I was three. Mm. And I didn't want my daughter to go through the same thing I did. So I decided to put my pride, anger, and bitterness to the side and allow him to be a part of her life. I'm not going to lie. It was one of the hardest things to go through because I wanted to knock his teeth off. Mm. Yes, girl. Talk about it. But I kept my composure and bit my tongue just to make sure that my daughter was able to have that daughter-daddy relationship. In my case, I was never the typical baby mama that kept her kid away from her father. I was the total opposite with us. I encouraged him to spend as much time with our daughter. My daughter is now 20 years old and loves her daddy so much. It makes me so happy to know that I didn't allow my bitterness to get in the way to get the best of me and that her father and I did a great job in co-parenting and remaining friends. With this whole pandemic going on, he even went out of his way and bought us groceries. Wow. FYI, both my daughter and I listened to this episode together. And when we heard Susie's story, she was like, OMG, mom, I am so glad you and my dad were able to co-parent in a good manner. And that brought a little tear to my eye. So I felt the need to share my story with you. I love you, ladies, and keep those episodes coming. You definitely have a fan in me. So I just uh, thought, you know what? That to me, I think we need to shout this girl out. Her just her name was Claudia. Thank you, Claudia, for that. That that's really, that's so dope. Yeah, to me, that made my that email stood out to me so so much because she was she's on the other side of it. Like she's twenty years into it, and it's just another great example that if you choose to put your anger, your resentment, and your bitterness to the side and work through it, that you can still raise dope kids. Yeah. You know, in spite of what life threw at you, you know, like it's it's a when when shit like that happens, it's it's a hurdle. Right. It's not a roadblock. Yeah. But some people see it as a roadblock. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I, I like she could have easily raised a, a little girl that grew up with so much hatred in her heart with her dad towards her daddy. Yeah. And that would have been just like another human on this planet full of anger, bitterness, and 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 then that little girl would have gone on to continue these anger bitterness cycles yeah. so man shout out to claudia man yes. that's what it's about like we need more stories and and women and men because some men can't get over things either yeah you know it's but true we know that our audience is is definitely greater women but uh yeah stories but like i would that. love to hear if there is a fella out there that also has walked in any a topic that we talk about and you now have a story of redemption to share like email us because i don't want to just talk about all the time about people's sob story you know i hate that yes yeah. like oh my god like i will hear you out once twice if i'm feeling super gracious that day but i can't sit here and just listen to sob stories again and again and again 
because I personally don't feel like you get like we're stuck there. You know, it's a choice to be stuck. Yeah. So, yes, we're going to answer questions in our emails. But if you send stuff like this to me, this pops out. And I was so excited to share that, that there was another. No, I have my own. Oh, OK. That there is other women out there like me. And I know there's so many, but I wanted to highlight this email um, and congratulate both of them because I know they'll heal. They'll hear this episode together on a job well done girl yes breaking cycles is what it's all about man because that that's truly what you call um yeah breaking generational curses you know what i mean just because it happened to your mom or just because it happened to you doesn't mean you got to throw that poison out to your to your offspring okay listen guys we're gonna take a a quick break coming back we're gonna be talking about cattiness and cattiness amongst women and i have a we have a lot to say on this topic because i don't know why we get so many questions and dms about this topic and i mean i do know why i don't know why she swallowed a fly i guess she'll die (laughs) i think that's your favorite little riddle it it reminds me of like elementary school (laughs) there wasn't no lady that lived in a shoe remember that that story um but yeah we're talking we're talking about cattiness amongst women. Um, when why, we get back, why is it such a big deal for some for some women? Why and why is for other women people they they're like cattiness? Okay, on to the next. We're coming back. Okay, you're listening to Sister Sister the podcast with Roxy and Susie. All righty, okay. So let's get right into it. We want to talk about cattiness, right? By definition, Susie broke it down by definition. Cattiness means slightly malicious or spiteful. And the reason that this came up was because I got a DM from a listener. And at first I was like, "Mm, you know, I'm sorry you're going through this, but I wasn't going to really touch it because I don't really live in that world. But I thought, you know what? It's. It, it's worth talking about, you know? Yeah, because so it's question, more common than not. Yeah, and her question was twofold. Um, she's an active listener, and her and her concern was, um, I would appreciate if you can speak on the subject about cattiness, on how to deal with it in the workplace especially, and micromanaging. Mm. So that's what I was like, ugh. I don't get micromanaged because I'm self-employed. But then I thought, well, you worked in radio before. Like you were employed at one point. Um, Yeah. And maybe you can relate to that and have some tips on how to deal with micromanaging. But what I wanted to, what I got out of this was, you know, we can talk about cattiness because I do feel that it's very present amongst women. Right. And, you know, it's really present because a lot of women focus on that, too. Yeah, and a lot of women like focus on cattiness. And so whatever you focus on expands. And and I think if you have low self-esteem and you feel like somebody's coming for you, it just breaks you down even more. You know, so some women, I think like us, we we don't really pay attention if and when somebody's being catty. Um, But some women, it just sticks out like a sore thumb because they just really want to be accepted and liked. Yeah. And, you know, like, for example, I was talking to somebody the other day that I work with a lot. Um, they helped me, they helped me produce certain things like for my, for digital content. And, um, I, you know, we just, her and I just got to talking and I never really knew that she came from an abused, uh, background. Like her mother, she's like, girl, I used to be like my mom's punching bag. Like she would, they would tie us up to the chair. They would, 
like the kind of mom there's moms that like put their kids in the refrigerator and just like that kind of like you may not gabriel fernandez well that's what she referred to she's like i haven't been able to watch the trials of gabriel fernandez because it brings back too many demons right so you never know god bless her heart right like that cattiness could really stem from your own mom picking yeah, on you. Yeah, and maybe it's it's a sense of, uh, like her, like a defense mechanism. Because yeah. you don't want people to get too close, so you're standoffish with them. Exactly. And then that's translated as cattiness. So you know? I just feel like cattiness comes from, it comes from different places, right? Like some women are more catty than others, right? Um, some women are more sensitive to, to cattiness, other women like me and you, I, I don't really pay attention to it. Like I, and, and if have I have you get, ever experienced cattiness, like if you can look back and, and, and pinpoint, like maybe she was being catty outside of when you were a kid and you had that. Yeah. Catty I, I feel like I've friend. experienced, I've experienced cattiness a lot of time, a lot of times, like with, within among business women, um, I've experienced it working at radio stations with other female radio personalities. I've experienced it many times, but I've I've I'm real good at like if I feel that you're coming at me in a catty way, I'm real good at like shutting down the fire quick. Like do we like gotta, how? Like do we got to talk about something? Oh oh, so you just pointed out and I, you're I, just yeah. I'm okay. more like because there's women that'll experience cattiness. And and they get so drawn into it like a novella, like yes, and it oh becomes my, drama, yeah. And, and they draw a bunch of people into it, right? Yeah, and then and, and then I go and I run and I tell my sister, and then I start poisoning. I you know, to me, I've read the Four Agreements, so I believe when when it like in the book it talks about be you know being impeccable with your with word. your word, yes. So if you're gonna start engaging other people on the poison, you're part of the problem, right? So I'm more like if I've experienced cutting it in the past, which I have I am more I remember one time I experienced it with another radio personality in a studio and I just felt she was off with me like her energy was off with me and I said did did I do something to you like I I just feel like our energy is not what it used to be and I don't really recall like doing anything to you maybe I spoke to you in a tone of voice that you I don't I don't know but like let's talk about it and what was her response? Her response, first of all, she was probably shocked. She was shocked and she started crying and she's just Aww. like, I just don't know how to really respond to your personality. And I find you really intimidating. And then I said, well, listen, that sounds like a, a personal you problem. problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I've been this way since you met me and I'm very direct. And that's why I'm addressing this problem. Like it, there's weird energy between us and I'm not going to come into the studio every day and take over the shift and not talk to you when you're like right there. Mm-hmm. Cause that's cattiness. Yes. When, when, when somebody is right next to you or someone's in the room and you're not, it's like you're trying to ignore the elephant in the room. That's cattiness. Like face it. Right. Whether it's your mother-in-law, whether it's whatever it is. I mean, don't, I think a lot of people translate cattiness like attacking versus like me, the way I've dealt with cattiness is I bring it up. Like is, is there something we need to talk about? Right. Like, and that's I, such a mature way that I think a lot of people lack maturity in addressing matters. Just yeah. like nonchalantly or matter of factly, you know, and then you get more done that way versus like, what's up, bitch? Is there a problem? You know, very different approaches. That's like high school shit. Um, it's very you know, real. And you also see a lot of cattiness on social media. 
Yes, I can't stand that. I don't, I never engage like in a catty way ever. It's not worth my time, first of all. Like I'm way above that. Um, the the stupid ass DMs that we get or dumb ass comments that we get. Normally, like I'll respond with like a, oh, well, man, that's too bad. You know? Yeah. But never like, oh, really? Because what do you gain from that? Except I, in my head, I respond, Caddy. Yeah, of course. In my <laughs> head, I had a response. Like, like, it's just not, to me, it's not worth the discomfort. You know, yeah. like the the turmoil mentally or emotionally. It's not. So I work at a hair salon, right? And and before working at the hair lab, I worked at a huge hair salon. Yeah, Another, I would think that at a hair salon, you would experience a lot not, of cattiness, Not whatsoever. Right? Not whatsoever. Not among the group of women that I work with. But when we worked at this larger hair salon in Corona, um, there was a lot. And I think, though, what how, why that stemmed was because it was a huge shop. There was probably 60 hairstylists in there. Now, it's impossible to be friends with 60 of those people because you're working at your station with your client. So most of the time you're engaged one-on-one -on -one with your client, right? Yeah. And then you interact with the people that are closest to your vicinity, like the girls to my left, the girls to my right, the girls that sat behind me. That's who I interacted with the most. You know, there was never beef between the girls that I worked in close proximity with, nor, but there was beef with other women in the shop because they felt we were very catty. You know what I mean? Because we had a really tight bond. We were there the same hours almost every day. Um, we got to know each other very well. And then we left that shop and opened up the other one, yeah. the hair lab in Norco. But I guarantee you, if you go and you interview any of those women at that other salon, they will tell you like, oh, yeah, they were mean or they they um, didn't include everybody. And two things. We don't have to. You know, yeah. like I, don't, I never was rude. Like if I walked by you, I would smile at you and I would say hello to you. And I'm speaking for myself personally. But did I have a conversation with everybody all the time? No, because I was there to work. I wasn't yeah. there to be social. Some people, they had a little bit more downtime and they would be more social, you know, but definitely the all the women in my row, which probably was a good 12 of us on just on my row or more, um, I would I would speak to, you know, so, but, but the, and there was one point specifically, I remember one of the girls at the shop, she thought she was big and bad, you know, and she had a big mouth mm. mostly, you know, and she was, there's of, a lot of women like that. Yeah. That have big mouths. And she was online. She started to come at one of the girls that I talked to like real ignorant and real stupid you know online yeah like on a facebook post or something like that but not at the salon not at the shop but i was like you know what no this isn't necessary first of all and you don't get to just threaten people either you know so i told my friend i was like i'm gonna go address this with her i'm just gonna squash it so i walked up to her and i was like hey what's up and she was like hey girl how are you because her and i were cool all the time you know and i said so is there a problem and she was like no and I was like, oh, really? I said, because online it looks like there is a problem. I said, and it's so childish. It's so immature. It's so unnecessary. You know, I'm like, do, do, was something done? Was something said? Like this, I, what I don't want is I don't want this to escalate because we are grown ass women. Seriously. You know? We're grown ass women. We're all here to work. We don't all have to be buddies, but we should respect each other. 
to enough that it's not uncomfortable to come to work. Yeah. And she was like, oh, no, no, no. You're absolutely right. You're right. You're right. I don't know how genuine she was, but she stood down and, and she did squash it with the other girl. But it took the I took the same approach as you. Yeah. I addressed it. You, you know, I didn't sit there and feed into the fire. And I think it started because we went to our. So there's 11 of us at the hair lab, right? Yeah. We're really good friends. Uh, we never have had any issues between us with in the 10 years that we've worked together. Like this group, this group of women at the hair lab, they're just really dope. And we all flow very, very easily. Yeah. So we had, we had, um, we would do a holiday party, right? At the other salon and we had shirts made and it said like, um, champ, um, champagne brunch with the girls or something like that. And we all wore matching shirts. Well, it pissed off the rest of the group of the rest of the girls at the shop. And I was like, why, why? Whoop. They felt left out. Yeah. But, but we were friends. There's a difference between a friend and an acquaintance. And I think that also could lead to cattiness. You know, that's like if you and I go somewhere and we're having brunch and, somebody says something that reminds you and me of something and we start to crack up it might piss off the rest of the table like oh god were they just talking about us yeah were they judging us that stems from their insecurity (laughs) you know like you and i have a different relationship maybe than with um other women that we're around you know what i mean but it stems from insecurity you immediately take something personal if you're insecure about something yeah well that's why that's what one of the four agreements is like don't take things personal and people that do take things personal always think it's about them because we lived in a very self-absorbed society where we really somebody could post a meme on instagram and you're like oh my god i know that was directed to me and it's like how do you how do you but how do you even know but it's like we're always making assumptions but i think cattiness is very much brought upon ourselves like we bring cattiness women sometimes we bring that upon ourselves because we take things personal because we're not included because we want to be in the mix of everything we get fomo fear of missing out and like like there's girls that work at that work at a job right and let's just say like one girl doesn't invite the other girl to lunch and they invite the other girl and it's just like all of a sudden this other girl fulanita is pissed and it's just right. like that's cattiness that's like let it go bitch she didn't invite you it doesn't mean she doesn't like you it just means she didn't hey, invite you dicho? rejection is god's protection yeah you know, sometimes there's those barriers there between people because they're not good for your health you know what i mean i also think that cattiness stems a lot from competition everybody's in competition with each other these days i had a I'm client not. there's nobody oh, like me d- definitely like, I'm, I'm one of one even and if everybody had that mentality because we are one of one you're nobody's like Susie. nobody's like roxy nobody's like you listening like one of one you know i had a boyfriend tell me that one time he's like you're one of one i was like where the fuck is he <laughs> No, but that when he, you know, but see, maybe that was the the reason for that man to come into my life. Because when he told me that, I was like, you know what? You're fucking right. Like that elevated my self-esteem to a point where I'm like, nobody could do it like me. And no. this I know. And if everybody only thought of themselves that highly, God, the world will be a better right. place. I had a client one time. She was like, every time I come into the hair lab, like it's a vibe. It's fun in here. It feels good in here. Like the energy's right all the time. She said, is it always like this? Or is like, do you guys secretly like hate on each other or secretly like compete? And I was like, no bitch, 
it's always like this. I couldn't work in a toxic environment, you know? Yeah. I said, on the contrary, like, we don't compete against each other, even though we're 11 women that do the same exact thing. And one guy, because there's a guy yeah, in there, Yeah, too. we have a barber. Um, I like him. He's cool. Yeah. Um, we do the same exact thing for a living, you know? Like, we color hair, we style hair, we cut hair, we balayage hair. We all do it in our own way. And our clients are drawn to us because of the experience that they have in our chair. Not necessarily the end product with your hair. Obviously, that's our goal. But the conversation that we have, you know, yeah, like yeah. our clients come to vibe with us. And when we learn something immediately, like there's a group thread and we're like, hey, guess what? Look what I learned. This is the link that I learned it at. Or guess what? They have this seminar online that's free. Guess what? Like we pump that's each dope, other up man. to to win you know and one of the girls that work katie what up katie What's she's up, katie? very very smart and she sees something and she could do it like it takes very little effort for her can she to braid read. she could do everything she could do like, everything she's dope um and so when we see stuff online and we're like man this class is five thousand dollars like i don't want to spend five thousand dollars on this class katie's like don't worry i got it and she will sit there and she will figure it out and she'll teach us what yeah and she'll and, and it's like why not she could take that information and hoard it all for herself if she really wanted to and there's a lot of people that are like that that and i don't understand so people awful. that hoard information like when you got knowledge i just feel like your obligation when you have knowledge is to educate people on like people always tell me roxy i love how you share your beauty treatments you share your probiotics and you share your collagen and you and Susie share like what what you guys do it's it's all about why wouldn't I not share my beauty secrets? Yeah, why not? Like Botox, lip fillers, collagen, facials. You know what I mean? Why, why, why not? Well, because it stems back to the competition. Like if I don't share my information with you, then I could be better than you. Oh, and if gosh. I have low self-esteem, then me being better than you makes me feel good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then there comes the cattiness. You know what I mean? So I, it got me to thinking, right? Jealousy and competition, I think, are the main elements yeah. in cattiness. And when you remove those things from the equation, it's a smoother sailing boat, right? Yeah, 100%. Um, so I looked up, like, how could you have healthy relationships with women? Um, specifically with women and there's so much information out there and some of this shit honestly and maybe just because my growth is is along the way it seems so corny or so like remedial like shit that they would teach you in, in um, grade school but this is what stood out to me the most the most right so in any relationship but let's just talk friendships right now support trust and honesty they're a must yeah right so and i feel like no judgment needs to be included in there too because you can have support trust and honesty but some people are hello still very, you're getting ahead of the game oh okay no i just feel like sometimes when it's a real good friend they right away want to judge things and you're like okay bitch back up because nobody fucking asked you but it's not always a judgment <laughs> it's sometimes it's it goes back to like take what you like and leave the rest many times i've said shit to you and i'm like seriously and you but just I think look at me it comes like, down to like tone too. Oh yes, oh, big time. I've learned that as I've gotten older. Like the, the if I say things differently, it's received better. Absolutely. Versus if I bark, you know. My biggest teacher in that is my kid. Okay, so support, trust, and honesty. Everybody needs a support network. Duh. And your friends, they're like the bedrock of your social system. That's who, yeah, like holds you up, right? Because sometimes family, they don't get you on the same level, right? It's really important to have a solid group of friends unless you got a dope sisters sister well, relationship yeah, like course. us you know what i mean but even though like I, I know i can count on you my mom and joe all the time and my dad like my our family 
dynamic we can count on each other yeah and even though i still have my group of comadres you know yep. that that either that it's funny because all my comadres have been divorced so we share that in common that link you know so we can like really desahogarnos and get and solid truly advice understand each other and get solid advice from each other too and, and keep each other in check you know so i love the fact that that my comadres we share that link um friendships are built on mutuality and re- reciprocity <laughs> say that reciprocation yes so therefore what that means in plain english is I'm there for you. You're, you're there, there for, for me. me. Friendships cannot be one-sided. I know. The other day, I text my girl Vane. My I love my Vane. I was like, "Bitch, you are you alive? Like, <laughs> I've heard from you. She was supposed to come pick up something at my doorstep. She never rolled up because she's a professor yeah. at a university. So now she's she's having to learn how to teach online classes yeah. to her students. God bless all these teachers. And man. a lot of these professors that are used to teaching in person, this all of a sudden their whole world got shifted to digital. So they're like, she's like, call me the other day. She's like, okay. What kind of ring light should I buy? What kind of camera should I get? Oh, like, she's so cute. Their whole, you know, teaching system got switched up, but they got to adapt, right? Mm-hmm. You got to adapt in, in these times. So she hits me up and I said, oh my God, um, buy this ring light. This is what you do. Da, da, da. Call my mom. She can help you too. But then I didn't hear her for, for like 10 days. And I'm like, that's kind of normal because she, she's an introvert. She yeah. loves being home. She has a beautiful home. And I was like, bitch. Are you alive? I haven't heard from you for 10 days. She's like, I'm good. I've just been caught up in in a, she's, I think teaching digitally is stressing her out. Mm-hmm. But I said, reportate. Like, she's like, oh my God, thank you for checking on me. But you, you gotta, you gotta be able to do like, you gotta be able to do things like that with your girls. Like, yeah. check in on them. And especially if they're strong people. Cause I think a lot of times if you have a strong friend, I get that all the time. Oh, Roxy, you're the last person I think of because I know sh- no. you're going to push through anything. And no. I'm just like, well, how do you fucking know I'm fucking doing good right now? Right. You know what I mean? It's a two way street. You have to maybe there are some friends that are less maintenance. You know, yeah. like there's friends that I don't have to check on too, too often. Um, but nonetheless, you don't forget, you know, especially in times right, like right now. But but a friendship is a, a, a solid friendship is solid all the time, not just when times are hard. But yes. it goes both ways. Um if you don't trust her, she's not your friend, period, yeah. point blank. If she can't trust you, you're not her friend. Yet we have so many relationships amongst women that even though that is the truth, they still continue on with this facade of a friendship. Yeah, if you got to tell somebody, listen, this stays between me and you only, okay? Like every single time, they're not like your true friend because somebody that's really your true homegirl, you don't got to say that to them because they know that it's locked in. Yeah, you, you feel it. Like it's a something that needs to be addressed. And it's like, you know what I mean? Where, where you know that your friend needs professional help and she's about to like jump off of a roof. Right, but that's, that's, that's different. a different circumstance, you know? But if you just say like, oh my gosh, guess what? X, Y, and Z, and you're super excited about it and it's not hurting anybody, yourself included, you keep it shut, you know, like a vault. I don't even share stuff about you with Mel sometimes. And you Better know, not, and you know I, I learned that <laughs> though, honestly. I learned, I already knew that, but it did cause like a little bit of a rift between one of my sister-in-laws and I because she told me something one time um, and I was like, okay, what do I do with this information? Like I share, I shared it with her brother, my husband, Mel. I shared what she told me with him. My intentions were good. 
Yeah. Because I wanted him to reach out to her and let her know that he knew and that we were going to be there to support her through the matter. Um, when the situation fell apart, by the time Mel finally got around to reach out to her, it wasn't a situation anymore. Oh. And I didn't know that she was planning on not telling her brothers, you know? So she got bothered with me. Oh. And it caused a little bit of a rip. But what did I do? I immediately, I picked up the phone and I had to call her probably for a week straight because she would not pick up the phone when I would call she her. She was mad. She, she was, was bothered. Yeah. So finally, when she called me, we were able to talk it out. And she was like, you know what? That really hurt my feelings. Like I told you in confianza, you know, like I didn't want you to tell my brother. I would have told my brother if, mm. if, and I said, well, I asked you if you were going to tell him if you were going to tell them and you said yes. So I, my intentions were not to throw you under the bus. My intentions were to tell him so that you knew that him and I together, were going to back you up and see you through this. You know, like my intentions were to just love you. I yeah. said, but I apologize. And going forward, I promise I will not tell him anything because obviously it's girl code, you know? Yeah. Unless I feel that you're in danger. And she was like, okay, I get it. And I won't, I don't speak on it anymore because she trusts me and I want her to trust me, you know? So that was, isn't it crazy? How many, how many situations could get resolved by just picking up a phone or saying, Hey, can I see you in person? Right. And literally talking things out is uncomfortable. Well, what is that phone called? The 10,000 pound phone. Yeah. Cause it's hard as uncomfortable as it could be. But imagine the years and the pain that people right now, I'm sure there's plenty of people right now driving in their car, listening to this at home as they clean, saying, oh my God, there's somebody that I've had beef with for the last five, six, seven, eight years that literally, if I pick up, if I would have picked, you know, sometimes it's just, you take so long that it's like the, the wound becomes deeper. Yeah. But it's like, I feel like you got to address shit as it's happening. That's why I've never understood those women that are like, oh, you know, I went through his phone, but that was like six months ago. No, let it be known. Yeah. Like, you know, I, did you go through my phone? I did. Yeah, I did. Like it, guilty as fuck, but we need to talk about this because the longer it gets, I feel like the more you start hating that person. Yeah. Because it, that it, person, it becomes an awful resentment. Yeah. And so, and that's what I was thinking with, with my sister-in-law. I was like, okay, I'm imagine married. if you would have waited. No. And I have three sister-in-laws. So it would have, if she would have shared her anger and disappointment in me with them, then it would have been them three against me and it would have yeah. been very uncomfortable for my husband and if i would have ignored it if i would have been like well whatever he's my husband and i just did what i did and just like amarrarme los moños and not woman up to oh i fucked up i shouldn't have told him and i'm sorry you know um how uncomfortable would that have been going forward i have my sister-in-laws are dope i'm lucky yeah. that i get along with the three of them they're fun um, we get, we vibe good, you know, but it, all that could have been fucked up and it could have became a really catty situation yep. going forward. Had I not addressed it, you know, Absolutely. And, and, and I wanted her to know ultimately like, Whoa, okay, let's reset. I want you to trust me because I want to be able to trust you, you know, because without it trust, there's no authenticity to any friendship. Yeah. Right. 1000%. Um, okay. Number two, they suggest, listen to your friends. Friendships require attention and tending. Just like anything else, you have yeah. to pay attention to your your anything that matters to you. You have to make the time and let that person feel and know that you hear them, that you value them, that you love them and that you are there for them. Yeah. And, you know, friendships are not one sided either, you know, because 
um i think a lot of people stay and we touched on this on the past podcast episode if you're if you're bouncing around episodes like like we said earlier we touched we touched on this like things cannot be one-sided where it's only one person pouring in in any kind of relationship Mm -hmm. in a business relationship in a in a a sentimental relationship in a friendship if it's one-sided bro one day you're gonna get exhausted Right. You know, and you got to be stupid to continue in a relationship that's one sided. Who the fuck? It's like me hopping on one foot I'm for the rest of your life. I'm going to get tired. Yeah. And I'm eventually going to be like, yo, I need some support. Give me some crutches. But all that could be avoided if you just are smart enough to realize, like, this is a one sided situation. And there's marriages that are like that, too. Susie. I think a lot of people know. And that's why when I saw this little breakdown, I thought, okay, even though I think a lot of people know and they just choose not to see the truth. If we break it down to them in really simple terms and they write it down and they could go back and reflect, you know, they'll start to maybe see, oh, wow, this relationship is one sided or, oh, wow, this person is really judgy or man, there is no trust between her and I. And if you start to either correct, you know, address and correct or remove those types of people from your life, you'll save yourself the heartache of stuff like this, like cattiness. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, there is no judgment, right? We said that. No judgment, friend, y'all. Two friends don't judge each other or each other's choices, right? And we talked about this when we when we talked about breaking up with a best friend. Um, so a true friend doesn't judge you or your choices. Therefore, if you can't handle how your friend lives their life or the choices that they're making, it is best for you to just exit, exit. the relationship. I mean, that just to me is as simple as one plus one is two. Yeah. You know, I mean, why sit there and terrorize your own mind trying to fix somebody else's life or how, you know, how to make somebody else live differently when you have no control over that? Yeah. But what you can't control is your participation. Bye, Felisa. Felicia. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've outgrown this relationship. And, you know, for some people that might be a hard pain to realize and come to the conclusion like, dude. I've known this person for 15 years. Like how am I, I'm going to admit, but I'll, I'm a big believer. Like a, a friendship should not be stressful. No. You know, when I think of a friend, I think of like felt like me and Vane, I always like to call our days together that are like always unplanned Thelma and Louise days. Yeah. You know, we just get in the car, we go with the flow. I laugh so hard. Like, like where I want like I'm crying laughing, you know, yeah, like, is a character. She's hilarious. And it, but it's just like, you're when you think of a friendship you should think of happiness yeah not but so if you're thinking about a friendship and you're thinking i get whatever that's probably uh, not that's a healthy awful. friendship that, that's for a, you right that's now. like a red flag right there it's just slapping you in the face <laughs> you know it's funny because one of my really good good friends now michael madre shami um there was a point in our friendship where we didn't speak like we had a massive fallout and i think robert was probably he was under six for sure because I was still married. Um, but again, remember where I was, I was in a really bad place in my life. I was angry and just lashing out at everybody. You remember those days? Yeah. Yeah. God, you were the angry bitch. Yes. So one of those days I lashed out at her and I told her, I forgot exactly what I, Oh, I think I told her like, I I didn't like what she said to me and I just snapped and I said, you know what? You're so fucking self-righteous. I can't stand you. And she was like, come again? Like, what? And that was it. 
and I didn't speak to her. I didn't even go to her wedding. I wasn't even invited to her wedding for a few years. And then once I got back on track, you know, with my own self, I was by my, I was by myself now. I reached out to her and I was like, you know what? I know we had this fallout and I'm very sorry for what I said, but I really value you in my life as my friend and I want to be your friend again. So will you please accept my apology and can we start new? And that took a shit ton of humility on my part because yeah. for me at that point, apologizing wasn't easy, you know? Um, and she heard me out and she apologized too for the way that she handled it, which was just let, letting it go, like whatever, bitch, you know? Um, and we've been able to rebuild such a dope relationship since then. Yeah. Um, my joke that I say all the time is because she was married to my ex-husband's best friend. Yeah. At the time. And I always say uh, we, we uh, ditched those losers and we kept each other and lived happily ever after (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so it's not impossible to rebuild a friendship if you guys are both willing though to put in the work and to see your faults you know yeah and sometimes it takes a a fallout like that to realize what do they say like you don't know what you have until it's gone yeah you know um so yeah i thought that that's some hope for people absolutely if you've had a friendship that dissolves that you actually miss and you feel could be strong you can regain that if both parties are willing to you know um, and like you said earlier, or I think you said earlier, but gossiping about your friend is stupid too. You know, if you can't oh, handle the no, path that your friend is no, traveling, no. it's better to let the relationship go than to stand on the sidelines gossiping about your friend to your other friends. Because the only one that looks like a clown in that situation is you. Because you look, yeah. you look like the jealous one. You look like the insecure one. You look like the one that's incompetent. If you have to sit there and tear down this woman, that's supposed to be your friend. You know, I've always been a big believer that if somebody gossips to you, they're going to gossip about. Oh, absolutely. I've always I've never I've never been like a chismosa. Like, I I think that's a really bad um, characteristic to have where it's I know people that that they live off of the cheese, man. Like, it's like every time they see each other, they're like catching up. And it's just like, you know, we we. Susie and I, like, if I'm a cheese me out with anybody, it's going to be my sister. But I'm not that girl because we've known each other our whole life. And, you know, there's certain things that we know about each other and people that we're always going to be like, yo, remember that one time? You know, I don't know if that's considered <laughs> cheese man, but we don't sit there. And I always say great people discuss ideas, not, not other, other people. people. Yeah. You know, like, let's sit there and talk about how we're going to create money together, how we're going to create opportunities, how we're going to build our future together. But to sit there and waste my energy on somebody else's life, like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. There's a difference, I think, between, like, if I came up to him and be like, wow, guess what? You remember such and such? Like, we thought they were so happily married and they look perfect. Like, he just was caught cheating on her or vice versa. And we're like, what? And we're like in shock mode. Yeah, but <laughs> we won't sit there and now dissect their whole life and, and obsess about it and talk about it and call people and spread the word. Like, no, that's gossip. One thing is like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this happened. Let me talk to you about it because we mutually knew them versus I'm going to call you and then my mom and then my brother and then my tias and then my best friends. And like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's one thing a difference. is gossiping. Another thing is venting. I mean, remember the last situation of that guy that I was dating? Like, dude, I wasn't gossiping about it. I just needed to vent and get it off my chest. And there's a difference between venting and gossiping and we vented Big to all of you thousands and thousands of yeah listeners. you did and i, I really want to go into detail about that story but you know what we will we will <laughs> i'm gonna crack the bolt yeah you're, you're gonna have to crack it in a smart way so i could really open up about that because it needs there's out there there's smart bitches getting played 
without even thinking that they could get played like I did. And it's just like, what? How did that happen to me? Okay, so, okay, so number four, they say, obviously, what we were just talking about, don't talk behind your friend's back, right? There's no, there's no rules that say that you have to love, like, what your friend wears and who your friend is dating, right? Like, you don't have to love it, and you're free to give them your opinion. However, there is an unspoken rule that I'm speaking it out loud now for everybody that's listening. What's the unspoken rule? That you don't sit there and talk shit about your friend behind their back. If you don't have the huevos to tell your friend's what you're thinking to their face then you're a coward and you should not be gossiping behind their back because gossip is dangerous right yeah it is and gossip is designed to damage the reputation of another person and if that's you and that's how you choose to get down then that's gross and shame on you yeah you respect your friends and their boundaries i think most people even forget to draw a boundary they don't know how and i have a boundary story to share with you but i'm going to that has to do with Robert, but I'll share that with you in another one. And You're you know what? Be friends, so like, proud like, of him. Good friends, good friends. Also, they tell you the truth. Listen, bitch, if you're standing in front of me and I see these leggings are just not on point and your fucking outfit is just like, bitch, like, look at yourself in the mirror. Like, I'm going to tell you the truth well, about your outfit. You know, like real friends are always going to elevate you in a good way. Like, I want you to look good. And that outfit is just not. It's you're real- not complimenting your body bitch right and there's like you know joe one time <laughs> your lashes were freshly done and you came over and joe was like what the fuck did you do to your eyelashes <laughs> he's like no 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 they're way too long he didn't but he didn't say that to hurt your feelings no it was his opinion based on his personal preference and, and we all said that to you because he loved you <laughs> and because in his opinion it didn't look the best on you you he's know like you look like daffy duck no, Snuffleupagus. But <laughs> but we also know that my brother has uh he his his choice in women, like he likes natural looking women. Wait, Norman gets your lashes with then? like the classic little lashes. I'm more like, give me the drama glasses. Right. You know, and Susie's even more dramatic with me than me when it comes to like her. Not my lashes. Not your lashes. I'm a more dramatic with my lashes. You're more drama. dramatic with your lips. Yeah, he always tells me that, like, oh my gosh, your lips are so huge. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> a ti. Mel ain't complaining. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, brother. But I, I mean, I take it with a grain of salt, you know, because yeah. it's it's his preference. And but can you imagine living? But in he that doesn't family? go and talk shit about me to like all his homies. Like, oh my gosh, have you seen Susie's lips? I'm sure they're that's the least of his concerns. Yeah, but can you imagine being part of a family or having that kind of family where like even little things like that irritate you and cause like rift between well, you and your brother and your sister it's like a lot a of people's reality that's sad yeah so hopefully these tools they can apply not just to friendships but to family relationships too you know yeah you respect your friends and their boundaries respect your friends boundaries as well as their stories right yeah you don't get to people entrust you with their life when you're a friend you don't get to you don't have the right to take that and slander it and to hurt them further than they've already possibly been hurt because it suits you. You know, again, that to me, that's cowardly. Very yeah, much you, so. you definitely shouldn't be feeling like you're getting chopped down in a friendship. Like, that's the way I felt when I had my friendship with that one girl that I had for 18 years. Like, I always felt like she was putting me down. Yeah. She and it jerk. always felt weird and uncomfortable until I was just like, you know what? I'm glad you betrayed me because you don't even deserve to be in my life. No. The beautiful thing about strong friendships is that they provide the freedom to communicate openly and honestly. And this is what we were saying earlier. While honesty is essential, tact and diplomacy are also important elements 
of upfront conversations. Yeah. You know, like you attract more bees with honey than vinegar. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Dicho. Mm-hmm. And then the last one here, the last tip, forgive when you can and seek forgiveness when you screw up. No one promises to bring perfection to a relationship. So being willing to accept and forgive the shortcoming, the shortcomings of others make it much more likely that you'll build the kind of friendship that will last. It's also important to acknowledge when you make a mistake. Like, don't be a jerk. Si la regaste, man, just fess just up to it, it. You know, if somebody hurts your feelings, say, hey, you know what? This, this, to me, didn't feel good. And maybe at the workplace, you can't so honestly say that, but why not? You know, if you have a colleague that's always coming at you, I think it's fair to say, hey, you know what? I feel that when you talk to me, you're a little... Um, a little aggressive or a little harsh. Maybe I would say the word harsh versus aggressive. Um, is it, did I do something like, did I do something to bother you that I let me know so that I can correct my behavior. Sometimes people, especially bullies, they don't know how to act when you come at them like that. Right. Because you just took away all their power. Mm-hmm. If you come at them soft and, um, Graceful, gentle and graceful. gracefully they don't know how to act so they will most of the time they'll stand down because they'll feel foolish and you know what's crazy is a lot of people don't know how to react to a soft tone a lot of people are so used to like those attacking vibes and blah, 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 and barking that when you come at somebody gracefully with a lower tone of voice but you're still but they still know that you mean business they they kind of get nervous. They're kind of just like, yo, oh my god, like I I've never really seen this side of this person, and it gets people nervous. And I I actually have used that technique many many times when I Me need too. to create um solutions or results, and it's worked. And and it's all about tone in a lot of situations, you guys. But speaking of um of of healthy relationships with women, did you see Courtney and Kim Kardashian fighting each other? I thought that was so lame now you like, know how I you know like, how i feel about reality shows i was just like was that i don't know man i i felt like that was real well i think it's two-sided i think they're running out of ideas of how to get the ratings but i do think that courtney is, is over it. of having cameras in the faces all the time you know like, that's why i think it's real because that she really look i mean because this is a thing man like i've done a reality show too and reality television it's is, scripted they, so much more than people think they do anything for the ratings but i'll tell you right now like courtney throughout the years has proven that she's definitely more the private person yes. and we all know that yes you know what i'm and saying i think right now with like even mason rebelling a little bit and continuing to go online that little shit yeah when he's not supposed to I think Courtney's priority is her family. Yeah. And I think she's not liking how all this fame is affecting her immediate family, which is her children and herself. Yeah. So that's why when I saw that scene of them fighting, if you guys haven't seen the scene, it's all over. Just punch in on on YouTube. I was so annoyed because I was like, man, that's one of the things I loved about them, that they never got down like that. But I mean, that does, I mean, listen, I, one thing I don't ever plan on doing is getting down like with like that with you or my brother. Like my, my dad taught us way better than that. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. I can't wait to get Joe in here so we could tell all the stories of how you would torture him (laughs) as kids poor baby. No, but this is the thing is like, I don't know. What what do you think? Do you think they're running out of ideas of the show? Do you think I just really, really my gut in watching that scene? But then again, it is entertainment and it is the Kardashians and it is Hollywood. Well, she put her hands on her. Kim was bleeding. It was like a real clawy, slappy fight. It wasn't like a real 
like brawl, but she drew blood. Kim, Courtney did. I mean, uh, Courtney, Chloe, Chloe didn't know what to do. She was like in the middle. <laughs> a, a part of me feels like they. It was a lot of pent up resentment that finally just exploded, and the cameras happened to be there. That's um, a possibility. But they dude. had the option to edit it out and not show that. I don't believe that on camera, like on the show, that they uh, that that the Kardashians are like the most authentic. You know what I mean? Um, I think they're as authentic scripted. as possible. That as, as they're as authentic as they possibly can be. But I mean, I definitely know that once those cameras are off, all those girls have a complete different side to them. Yeah, like. like yeah, do we all do? You know, we're one way on Instagram, and then we're maybe when we're around the people that we're super duper comfortable with, they know things about you and about your personality. Yeah, that maybe the, the the audience doesn't know. They're entertainers for the love of God. Yeah, I think it was a mix of both, but I do feel Courtney's frustration is real. Yeah, like me I too. feel she doesn't want to have her teenage her son turn into a teenager with this much attention. It wouldn't surprise me if she exits the show just like Robert did, um, Rob Kardashian did. Um, or if it just falls apart because she doesn't want to be a part of it. it Cause I'm sure she's part of the contract, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sure, but I, I'm sure that I'm sure that they're going to work her in to, if, if she is indeed truly frustrated with where she's at and not being exposed on the show, I'm sure that production is going to do something to like, to, to that's gonna it's gonna suit her needs like we don't want you yeah. on every show but we still need you as you're one of the main sisters i hope they don't i hope the sisters don't drag her i don't think that's they gonna will. Really that would that off. would be bad that yeah. would be really really bad because that's your sister at the end of the day like they know dollar bill worth enough you dragging your sister repeatedly on camera for the world to see because guess what that's how the world's going to treat her too yeah and as your sister's keeper you don't allow that i just thought it was a little trippy because ultimately as much as kim made that family courtney is the oldest sister and they're not respecting her like the older sister like i, I just believe like when you're the older sister like you're like you were there before all these bitches were there yeah maybe they weren't taught that i don't know but to me like they don't said ala más chiquita but yeah. she's still the oldest. Yeah. And she's scrappy. And she's scrappy. I was like, wow, look at her. And she speaks her <laughs> mind. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my gosh. Can you believe we've been on the air for over an hour? Oh, my God. No, it always just flies by. Yeah. You so always tell me, this is not enough show prep. No, but listen, we've and been getting a lot of questions on our daily routine when it comes to health and fitness. And uh, the other day, this girl wrote to me saying, you and your sister should do a podcast on like, just like, what do you guys eat and throughout your day? How do you guys maintain yourself? What are different skincare regimens that you guys do? So like, okay, should we save this till later then? Yeah, let's save it for another show for the next episode. Um, okay. We're going to be talking about more like health and fitness. What do we do? I want to really talk about your story on how at one point you were 300 pounds. Yeah. And how my weight has always been a struggle yeah always. and i want to really talk about that and i want to talk about how i i always eat my ass off but i've always had like a super fast metabolism but i also know how to eat correctly and we both do now thank you yeah, i know mel was telling me the other day we said something and i was like about quarantine and i was like i'm not eating more than i would on a normal basis you know i'm not i'm still i normally don't eat breakfast well we'll get into it but i'm not overeating like most people are showing like, oh, my God, I can't stop eating. Well, you know, what's crazy is I never thought that quarantine would ever motivate me to fast. I think that 
I don't know what <laughs> one of my boys hit me up the other day. He's like, you're fasting again because I did a 24 hour <laughs> fast. That was two weeks ago. And then now I'm doing a 72 hour fast. And it's just like I feel like I'm doing it for spiritual purposes, but I'm also doing it because I have been overeating. Your skin looks great. Thank you. I have been overeating and, and I'm just like food cannot control me like this. You know what I mean? And I, and it, but the thing is, is like, if I open my fridge, it's all good shit. Like it's healthy snack. It's not even like junk food. Okay. Well, we'll break it down on our next episode because people do want to know that I eat a lot y'all. Okay. So I like to right now, since people are home, um, I like to give recommendations on what we recommended books last time. Que es lo que está recomendando la so I went on Hulu and I saw a show, a movie. I don't know if you've seen it because it's not new, but I'm new on Hulu. Um, it's called Instant Family. Have you seen it? No, but it's I heard somebody told me to watch oh it. It's gosh. about them adopting a I kid. I cried and it's based on a true story. Oh my God. It's some, such a good movie with Mark Wahlberg. Yes, and I don't know who the lady is. Somebody recommended it to me because it, it's like, I, I went to have a meeting with like this foster care agency and they were talking about how you could start being <gasps> a foster, foster parent and then you, Are you gonna start foster? adopting. Well, answer I, my question. Don't ignore I, me. I, I'm praying about it because I would hate to start fostering a little kid. And then they, you know, the parent has I rights. Know, yeah. And I would hate to like pour into a little kid, a little boy or a little girl for six months. And then they're like, oh, sorry, the mom's getting it back. You have it or the child. Baby. One of my clients, it took her seven years. I, that would kill to me. To get her. It was actually her nieces and nephew. But, and, and there was like drugs and stuff involved on, on her. It was her niece's children. So her great nieces and nephew, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it took seven years because the courts just kept on allowing the mom trying, to try to be a mom. Right. But she kept on getting busted and kept on. I mean, she I had honestly, no case. Our court system, Susie, and our justice system is really fucked it up. It doesn't protect the kids. That's for sure. But anyways, you have to watch this. OK, I'm watching oh, that tonight. It's a tearjerker. You need to be ready to cry. Oh, God. And it's based on a true story. And, and just a little spoiler alert. It's a white couple and they adopt a Hispanic, three Hispanic little kids. So oh, it, it's such it's good. Um, and then I watched I'm watching right now with Mel um, on Netflix. All American. It's like a series, right? Yeah. With like young kids. It's about a boy from South Central L.A. that is taken in by a family in Beverly Hills, a coach so that he can go play at Beverly High. Um, and there's a lot of love, like a lot of levels to the dynamic between the mom and the coach and Beverly Hills and the, the kids there in South Central and the life there. Like it's such a good show. Okay. I'm going to watch it's, that. It's based on, on football, but it's way deeper than that. It's good. So Hulu, um, instant family and all American on Netflix. And then I have two recommendations that Susie already watched. So you, Susie. Could, yeah. Okay. So I have a recommendation for a movie on Netflix. It's called a fall from grace. Ooh, that was good. Which was executive produced by Tyler Perry. I swear everything Tyler Perry produces is fire. Yeah. It's called a fall from a great grace. Imagination. And I don't, it's a drama. I'm not even going to say a thriller. It's, it's a, just like a drama I thriller. Was, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Shit, it's a yeah. drama thriller super freaking good do you vouch it's for not it? like the Medea movies like it's not funny no it's, it's good it's really good and then there's another one on netflix called shot collar that and was so it's good super good at shot collar do not watch that with your little little kids yeah and it's so cool because it's based out of a guy that was from glendale and is that based on a true story too you know no it didn't say based oh, on a okay, true story okay. but 
But the way it's oh, such a good movie. And the way it ends is like, oh my, I couldn't believe it was so well written. I couldn't believe that was the same person. Me either. Yeah, I was like, wait, how do how is this the same person or are they brothers? I was like, whoa, yeah, such a good movie. So, Shot Caller and A Fall from Grace, both of those are from Netflix. But yeah, I've been. I don't think I've ever watched as much Netflix in my life. But I'm having a hard time like watching series because I don't love to sit and watch TV. So I movies work better for me right now. Me too. Me yeah. too. That's why a uh, t- uh, uh, Tiger King still haven't watched it. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't know. Like no. I just don't feel I would vibe with that man and that community of people. And just did not you my see thing. the other day, Donald Trump, we're going to wrap it up with this because it's about that time. Donald Trump the other day posted something like he's considering pardoning this guy from the Tiger King. And and I'm just like, what? Like, because I haven't finished watching it. So I don't know what the hell he's talking about. He would. But I'm he's like, such a media whore. The like, shit that is on your dome right now on the top of your mind versus this COVID-19. That's why it's like thousands of people are dying and he wants to pardon talk about the Tiger King. Yeah. Hey, this is America. Mommy. This is America, y'all. <laughs> America. And this has been another episode of Sister Sister the Podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us. We love you guys. See you soon, okay?